0: Good morning. Thanks, moms. Thanks, moms, for always having those things in our lives. Thanks for the moms that aren't just moms, but are grandmothers or aunts or cousins, those women in your lives uh, who we give thanks for. And for the moms today, uh, just give you thanks for this amazing gift that you always used to have. It's called your purse. You know, boys and girls, moms have in their purse almost everything you'd ever want And I was reminded this week of the things that my mom used to have in her purse. And I want to share some of those with you. So my mom's purse, there's always a a number of things, and we're only going to go through a few of them today. But the first was this, a mirror. My mom is a beautiful woman, and she certainly uh, didn't need this all the time, but she used it to put on makeup or make sure her hair looked just right. But I'm reminded of of a mirror in the sense that my mom would, would sometimes look at me and Remind me that I wasn't always doing what I needed to do. I wasn't always living up to God's expectations. And she reminded me of my need for Jesus with her use of a mirror. The other thing she always had in her purse were, were tissues, right? When, when we were needed to, to blow our nose or we were not feeling well, maybe we were in tears. Mom was always there to remind us that things were going to be okay, that she loved us and cared for us no matter what. The last thing in my mom's purse that was always the most valuable to me was her Bible. My mom had God's word in her purse because she believed it was the most important thing she could share with her boys. You see, boys and girls, God's word reminds us of who Jesus is and what he's done and those moms in our lives that we give thanks for today, those grandmas and aunts and, and cousins and, and sisters maybe, who share God's word with us, who share God's promise of Jesus with us, is the greatest thing they can have in their purse, the greatest gift they can give to you and me. And for that, moms, we say thank you. I want to say this, too, because I know my mom is watching this today. Thank you, Mom. Thanks for always making God's Word an important part of your life and the lives of your sons. And today, make sure you reach out and share your love with your mom if you're lucky enough to be with her. Give her a hug. If not, get on the phone and call her if you can. Call those women in your lives who have been important to you. And may you be reminded of God's grace through your mom and through those women in your life who loved you and cared for you. God's blessings. Have a great day.
1: Well, it really is a different kind of Mother's Day this year, isn't it? Uh, For a lot of you, you probably related to that video in a huge way. We've seen many of you posting similar things on Facebook. Those of you who are young moms with kids at home during these days of sheltering in place and homeschooling and trying to figure out how to fill the day with activity and keep everybody uh, really occupied. It's a full-time job. It's an overwhelming time. Uh, to be a stay-at-home mom with kids at home as well. Uh, we, we've been praying for you, and, and I, I know it's a hard, hard time for a lot of you. Uh, maybe your story is a little different than that. Maybe it is that you're a mom, and, and you're separated from your family, and you're many miles away from them. And this would be a day where normally you would get together as a family. And, and because of uh, the, the, the places being what they are and sheltering in place, you're not able to travel and be together today. And, and that's a, a sad reality. Maybe yours isn't so much about exhaustion and loss of patience as it is loneliness and, and fear for how long this is going to take. Maybe you're a family that has also experienced this differently in this past year where Mother's Day is, is one more reminder that this year your mom isn't with you anymore because that mom was taken home to be with Jesus in heaven. And, and this is a hard day for you and, and grief and the pain that comes from that. This is a different kind of Mother's Day for all of us this year, isn't it? Uh, It's a time that we're we're processing of what does this look like in this current reality. Uh, I don't want to call it a new reality. It's a current reality as we sort through how to walk through this Mother's Day together as a family in Jesus, Uh, knowing that we are people who are in need of human contact and And relationships with family is important to us. I was thinking about this the other day, how uh, we had been uh, having Zoom calls with our family and and checking in with my mother-in-law. And one of the things she had shared along the way, she she lives just a few miles from us locally, but we had been uh, sheltering in place and keeping a distance from her. And, And she had shared, she says what she missed most, just being lonely, is just missing hugs from people. And uh, and I took that to heart, just been pondering that, had been praying for her. And some days later, um, she had stopped by briefly on our back deck, surprised us with a delivery. She brought some food over uh, that she had made. And uh, I had come into our kitchen. Our our girls, our daughters were out on the the back deck at a distance from grandma, just visiting with her for a brief time. And I'd come out, I had just taken a shower, I had a a, a fresh shirt on. and, And I walk out there, we were visiting for a few moments. And she said, I, I don't want to stay long. I, I just want to drop by and say hi. And, and uh, I felt prompted, uh, just thinking I, I'm, I'm clean. I, I, I just walked up to her and I said, before you go. And, and I gave her a hug. Turned my head away, but I gave her a hug. And she just collapsed in my arms, sobbing, uh, to realize how much that human touch meant to her in that moment. Uh, Now before some of you send me emails, I shouldn't have done that. My kid said, Dad, if she gets the coronavirus, it's your fault. And I said, you know what, sometimes a broken heart transcends all other circumstances. And in that moment, it was the right thing. And I believe God prompted me in that moment uh, to provide that love that my mother-in-law needed. You know, we're, we're in that place. It's a different kind of Mother's Day for all of us this year, isn't it? And to that, we come to a time where we're, we're thinking about relationships with our mom, whether they were good or, or difficult or challenging growing up. We're thinking about how we may miss those interactions. And I, you know some of the things I, I give thanks to God for with my mom, and maybe some of you read my blog post this week, about some of the memories that I have of her and the gift that she was to so many of us. But I, I mean, I used to remember sitting in church and her getting out Kleenexes during worship to to clean my face or my uh, my cheek off. Or she would lick that first. I've told some of you that before. I was like, it's so gross, but it's my mom. She was there. I think about her teaching me how to skip on on our front driveway when a note came home from the the physical education teacher in grade school or maybe it was high school that said I couldn't skip and she was out there helping me learn how to skip. A mom who was there with compassion and love. Uh, A mom who was there to encourage. A mom who was there to tuck me in at night and remind me that I was hers. Uh, Something beautiful about that relationship. I miss it very much. And maybe you're there today, too, on this Mother's Day. It is a different kind of Mother's Day for many of us. What I'd like to to do with you in the moments we have together, uh, wherever we are together watching online, is to look back on the interactions that Jesus had with his mother. A lot of times we don't put that all together, his whole story and their relationship, which was actually kind of interesting. Uh, His day and his age and in his time and coming as Messiah into this world being foretold and the promise given to his mom, Mary, that she would give birth to this special child And, and to realize how that relationship played out throughout their days together. Think about this too early on and you, you turn like to the, the gospel of Luke and those, those first days right after Jesus is born and in that moment of that night, and we often read this reading on, on Christmas Eve, as, as the shepherds come there, they find Mary and Joseph and the little baby and, and, and they arrive and there's this great sense of awe and joy and, and all these people that they'd never met before have shown up at his birth and, and how do you explain this and what's going on here and their excitement and, and shepherds of all people and it, and it says here as, as they left amazed at, at, at what had happened and it even then says this that all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them and then that great verse verse 19 of Luke chapter 2 but Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart you know that phrase Mary treasured these things, that she pondered them in her heart, taking this into account, this special child that she had been given, and and what this would mean. Uh, Some days later, we find out also in Luke's gospel that Mary and and Joseph, they they go to the the temple as as would have been the custom on the eighth day for Jesus' circumcision. And, And as they arrive there, there's this man again that they've never met before, a man by the name of Simeon. And and it says that Simeon took the child and took him in his arms, praised God. He says, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, so now dismiss your servant in peace for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you've prepared in the sight of all people. A light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people, Israel. And it says, The child's father and mother Marveled at what was said about him. And then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, This child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel, and will be a sign that will be spoken against, so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul, too. I mean, can you imagine your a new mother and, and someone takes your child into their arms and, and they say those kind of words to you as their mom, I mean, uh, that's just awkward, right? It, there's, this child's going to cause your own heart, your soul to be pierced, a sword to be driven into your your, your reality. <laughs> this is a, a weird moment and it's the first of many kind of strange moments. We even find out as Jesus grows up, and that, that fast forward to that time when he's 12 years old, and uh, think about that. Here they're traveling to Jerusalem again, and, and they're with this whole entourage of family and friends, and, and after a few days, they're on their way back home, and, and they realize after several days, they haven't seen Jesus. <laughs> Where's Jesus? Where'd he go? And, and, and Mary and Joseph travel all the way back after those three days to Jerusalem, searching for their child. I mean, can you imagine being separated from your boy for over three days, trying to find him, and just the panic and the frustrations that would be involved or the fear of what might have happened to him? And, and then they, it says, they find him actually at the temple, sitting around with the teachers and talking theology. And, and, and understandably, they're frustrated. They said that, you know, this is Mary talking, why have you? treated us like this. You ever said that to your kid? Why have you treated us this way? <laughs> you ever said that to your parents? Why have you treated me this way? There's this breakdown of relationship that is very raw and very real. In that in Jesus moment here with Mary, she says, "Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you." It's a very nice way of saying we have looked everywhere. You're in big trouble, right? And With that, Jesus says, why were you searching for me? He asked. Didn't you know that I had to be in my father's house? But they didn't understand what he was saying to them. Um, Another strange, awkward, different kind of moment here. How do you respond to that as a family? It's a unique situation. A, A different kind of mother's moment, to say the least. Let's think, too, you fast forward when Mary is there at the cross her son is hanging from the cross, convicted as, as a criminal in such a brutal way and, and being a witness of these events, how that must have pierced her heart, the prophecy of, of Simeon foretold and, and fulfilled in those moments, her being overwhelmed at what has happened to her son in that time. There's a beautiful exchange too that John's gospel brings out that here's Jesus from the cross and he sees John the disciple there next to his mother Mary and and there's a behold your mother and behold your son in this beautiful moment where Jesus is providing for his mom and reminding her that she's not forgotten, that she is loved even then in that time. Can't imagine what that must have been like that day. And how much more so just three days later as we've been celebrating the resurrection appearances. For Mary to celebrate the resurrection and the the life that had come and returned in her son. And what joy that must have brought her in those moments of celebrating with the other disciples and other followers of Jesus. Of realizing he really is Who God has said He is. He is God's Son, who has come to redeem the world and and bring in the midst of brokenness and pain to deliver on all of the promises He made of what that would entail of a God that has brought the kingdom into the lives of people who are struggling with doubts and fears, being separated in their their anxieties. Jesus comes to do just that. And with that in mind, I want to come back to the gospel reading we read just. A few moments ago. Because talk about an awkward situation that happened earlier in, in Jesus' ministry. Is, is Jesus had just been preaching among the multitudes. People and crowds had gathered around him. And we find out that, that Mary and Jesus' brothers had come to see him. In the midst of the teaching, and and some of the other gospels uh, illuminate this a little bit, that there was a little bit of tension growing in the family, that perhaps Jesus needed to pull back all this this public teaching a little bit, that maybe he was pushing it too far and was starting to maybe aggravate some very important people in their community, and maybe it was time to just come home, take a break, think about what you're doing. And and, and Luke's gospel, chapter 8, beginning with verse 19, says it this way. Now, Jesus' mother and brothers came to see him, but they were not able to get near him because of the crowd. And someone told him. By the way, they weren't able to get near him. Just ponder that a bit with me. They couldn't get near him. But someone told him, Your mother and brothers are standing outside, wanting to see you. And then he replied in such an awkward, strange way. He said, my mother and brothers are those who hear God's word and put it into practice. So that again, that... My mother and brothers are those who hear God's word and put it into practice. Now, I'm just going to put this in a different thought for you. I mean, think about it. If if you are a brother of Jesus or you're his mom and you're standing outside and you want to talk to your your sibling or you want to talk to your son and, and he says, who are my mother and brothers? But anybody who hears my word, it sounds like Jesus is dissing his family relationships, doesn't it? Or is he? Could it be that Jesus is reminding us that he has come to have a relationship that goes beyond just his blood biological relationship with his mom or his his brothers, as it were, but he's come to have a relationship and make that relationship available to everyone. And Jesus says there's a way for that relationship to play out for us today. And I want to remind you on this different kind of Mother's Day of how important this relationship is. A Savior Jesus who says, this is, this is my mother, this is my brothers, those who hear my words and put them into practice. As St. John's family, those words perhaps sound and resonate uh, in a familiar way because if you think about what we focused on last fall through the Red Letter Challenge, based in Jesus' words in the Sermon on the Mount, where after he finishes that incredible message... He says, blessed is the one who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice. It's the same phrase, right? Jesus is making a point here to, first of all, hear the word of God. That it wouldn't just be intellectual or uh, information we go like, oh, interesting. No, and this is hearing the word of God in a way that it impacts our minds and our hearts where we realize the Holy Spirit is alive and well through that word that, that no one can confess that Jesus is Lord apart from the power of the Holy Spirit. And that faith comes by hearing the word. And, and that word is the message of Jesus. That Jesus' word found in, in his scripture is a way that God builds a relationship in his people. And as that relationship is built and affirmed through his spirit working in our hearts when we open that word of God, that that relationship is, is reaffirmed then as God leads us by his spirit's power to put those words into practice versus holding them at an arm's length and going on with our lives still trying to figure it out on our own. You know, for those of you who are overwhelmed, those of you who are tired, those of you who are exhausted, those of you who are, are lonely, those of you who are grieving, hear these words. And a Savior Jesus who meets you on this different kind of Mother's Day with his word, inviting you to hear and to put it into practice. I want to invite you to do something with me right now. I, I get it. It's kind of risky. I, you may be tired watching this. And, but I'm going to ask you, wherever you are right now, I want you to close your eyes and i'm going to speak words of jesus over you and i want you to reflect on those meditate on those words in this time do so now really close your eyes right words of jesus let not your hearts be troubled trust in god trust in me john 14 How about Jesus' words also in the Gospel of John? Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives. I give to you. Maybe we've been trusting in the world's peace that clearly isn't coming in these times. We need the peace that only Jesus can bring and a Savior who says, my peace I give to you if you're overwhelmed today, to hear these words from Matthew chapter 11 when Jesus says, come to me, you who are weary and overwhelmed, and I will give you rest, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus doesn't say come to a a to-do list. He doesn't say, feel guilt over all the things you haven't accomplished this week. No, Jesus says, come to me. A relationship that comes through his word You who are weary, you who are overwhelmed, and a God who promises to give you rest. A God who conquers anxiety and fear. A Savior Jesus who meets you in these days. And may we, like Mary, find this opportunity to treasure all these things. Knowing that where our treasure is, there our heart will be also. May you find on this different kind of Mother's Day an opportunity through the word of Jesus to treasure those words and be drawn closer in your relationship with him, to be comforted, to be reminded that he's a savior who also promises I am with you always. And he is, he's with you today. Be comforted and feel his embrace, feel his love, experience that joy that is ours in the presence of a living savior and a God who invites us to experience that sense of family in his presence today. I invite you to pray with me today. Lord Jesus, it's a different kind of Mother's Day. And we, we do lift up those moms that are overwhelmed, exhausted, and tired, who need a break. Lord, give them that break, we pray today. And we also ask you, Lord, to uh, go beyond all of it to give their minds and their hearts a rest in your presence today. We, we pray for moms that are, are lonely and, and missing their families today. Lord, comfort them with your presence. Remind them that they aren't alone because you are with them today. And that relationship that goes beyond even our own biological family relationships, you are a God who gives us a spiritual relationship that is eternal and promises fulfilled in what you have done for us, Jesus. Comfort those who are lonely, comfort those who grieve. And the reminders that you do go ahead to prepare a place for us to not let our hearts be troubled, but to trust in you, Lord Jesus, as the one who goes that path ahead to prepare a place in that eternal home that we will see our loved ones again. Lord, it is a different kind of Mother's Day. And you had a different kind of relationship with your mom. But Lord, in that relationship, you show us it's one that extends to all of us. And in the special day that it is, we are blessed beyond measure because of who you are and what you have done. We are family in your presence. In Jesus' name, amen.